So I just want to get started with this message. I'm really excited to share this. This is a really awesome, powerful um, nugget of truth that I learned from Pastor Tim several years ago. He was teaching on the power of the blessing, and he was sharing this particular teacher. His name's William Ligon, William T. Ligon. And this pastor, um, this is the, the core of his church, is the priestly blessing and the power of the blessing. I'm just going to read this little tiny excerpt from the back of this book. God planned for life to be imparted to his people through the spoken blessing. Life. Jesus came to give life, right? Life of abundance, life of overflow. And that life, that fullness of life, has the potential to be imparted to his people, to us, through the spoken blessing. The Old Testament fathers expected the blessing to release God's favor into their lives and into the lives of their families. That same expectation can rest in the hearts of all who accept the challenge to learn the biblical way to bless. Pastor Tim has taught this, and I have received it. I have applied it in my life. I'm going to share a few testimonies about the power of the blessing tonight. And I'm going to teach you how to pray the power of the blessing, how to pray the prayer of blessing. And we're going to um, look at two specific areas. We're going to look at the prayer of blessing in our own families for our children, for our grandchildren. We're also going to look at the power of the prayer of blessing for healing over our bodies or over the situations in our lives that need healing. So the scripture I want to start with is Romans 4.17. As it is written, and now we're going to see quotations. Those are God's words. God said to Abraham, he said, I have made you a father of many nations. Now, the interesting thing is when God said that, Abraham wasn't even a father, let alone a father of many nations. He was 90 some years old. He was impotent. His wife was barren. They were way beyond the childbearing years. And God said to him, he was speaking a blessing. He was speaking life into that situation that was very dead. And he said, Abraham, I have made you a father, not just a father, but a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead, that's what he was speaking into Abraham's life. He was speaking life into that dead part. And who calls those things which do not exist as though they did. And that's what he was doing in Abraham's life. He was speaking something that didn't exist into existence. That's part of the nature of God. He speaks and the worlds are created. Light is created. The seas were created. He spoke and, and creation happened. And guess what? We're made in his image. So that's why I'm speaking today about this amazing gift of the power of the blessing. I want to share an example about Jesus. When This happened on the Sermon on the Mount. And, and picture the Sermon on the Mount. Every time I read it, I, I go there, right, Kathy? Because we were literally at the Mount of the Beatitudes where the Sermon on the Mount was given in Israel. And there were thousands of people. And Jesus spoke this word to the people. This is Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. 
He told the people, he said, you are the salt of the earth. And then he goes on. I'm just going to highlight that part of the, the word. And then in verse 16, he said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. Jesus was speaking what wasn't as if it were. He was calling those people the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Think about his apostles or the, people, the men that he had called to be his inner circle. They weren't the salt of the earth and they weren't the light of the world. They were tax collectors. They were fishermen. They were uneducated. They weren't the scribes. They weren't the Pharisees. They weren't the learned men. That's who he called and to, to be with him. And then he spoke a blessing over them. We're in that same line of blessing. That word's for us too. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. I have a, a, a precious testimony of my own that I didn't even know about. And that is my name. My name is Cindy Lou. Now, don't laugh. That's my name, <laughs> Cindy Lou. My given name is Cindy. It's not Cynthia. My middle name is Lou. Well, about five years ago, I was doing a study about Zacchaeus, and I was looking up the meaning of Zacchaeus's name. And God stopped me when I was doing that, and he said, look up the meaning of your name. And so I did. And I found out that Cindy means bringer of light. That just about overwhelmed me. And then, uh, just recently, maybe uh, six months ago or so, I thought, well, I should look up my middle name too. Lou is the female version of the male name Louis. And that name means renowned warrior. So I am a bringer of a light who's a renowned warrior. Isn't that good news? That's a blessing that's been spoken over me my whole life, and I didn't even know it. Just like when God changed Abram's name to Abraham the father of many nations. And then every time somebody called him Abraham, they were calling him the father of many nations. And that was just one year before Isaac was born. He'd been given the promise many, many years before, but he hadn't yet received it. So my name, Cindy Lou. look at this. It says in here, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. That's a prophetic word for all of us. That's a word of blessing for all of us. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. And Jesus was speaking a blessing over people that were unregenerated, untrained, unsaved. He was speaking what didn't exist as though it did. So I want to go now to James 3, verse 10. In this chapter of James, um, he's talking a lot about the power of the tongue. He's talking about how the tongue is like the rudder of a ship, which isn't very big in comparison to the ship. And yet that little rudder steers that huge, immense ship. That's what he's saying the tongue is like. And he, he gives some other analogies as well about the power of the tongue. And then this scripture comes, James 3.10. It says, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. James was saying, that's not good. He's saying it's not good that out of your mouth should come blessing and cursing. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the power of the blessing. 
but we're also going to talk about any negative words that have been spoken, the, the, the negative words, the critical words, the, the um, curse that sometimes are spoken over us or that we speak over ourselves. Because he says, no, that should not happen. So let's look at what those two words mean. The first word, blessing, and this comes from Noah Webster's um, 1828 Dictionary. A blessing is a solemn prophetic benediction. And the word benediction means something that promotes goodness or well-being. A solemn prophetic statement or declaration that promotes well-being or goodness in which happiness is desired, invoked, or foretold. So the word is literally prophetic. Just as when Jesus spoke, creation happened. When Jesus spoke, healing happened. When we speak, there is a prophetic um, uh, anointing upon our words. That's a blessing. A curse is when we speak negatively. Instead of speaking about goodwill and about good things, we're speaking about negative things, or people may be speaking it about us. Negative words, intemperate or angry words, destructive words, critical words. So let's think about the things we can, we can speak blessings about. One of them that we can speak blessings about is people. We can speak blessings over ourselves. We can speak blessings over our children, our grandchildren, over our spouses, over our pastor. We can speak blessings over people who come to work in your house. We can speak blessings over our servers in restaurants. Kent and I, almost every time we go to a restaurant and we pray over our meal, we always speak a blessing over our server. And many times we speak a blessing over the restaurant itself and the owners. We just, as a lot of you know, we just had that huge remodel done in our house. Every day they were there, we spoke blessings. Every morning we started the day speaking blessings over the workers and over their work and favor and everything going smooth and well and oh my goodness. You know, in the world of construction, things don't always go real smooth and right on time. Well, they did in our house because we spoke blessings over it. They were there. We had two crews. We had a demolition crew. They were supposed to be done in three days. They were done in two. And then we had a day or two in between, and then the tile layers came, and they were done in time. They were done. They started Monday. They were done on Friday. And one of the things they had told us they were going to try their best to do is to do as little damage as possible during the demolition. Because when you demolish tile, we had almost 1,000 square feet of tile that came up and we put new down. And they take the tile up, but then they have cement subfloor. They break with a jackhammer. <laughs> and when you break cement with jackhammer, cement flies. And then there's this metal mesh stuff, and they pick that up after the cement's all crushed. And when, the, when they do, it often flies and chips and breaks and, you know, does damage. We also had a really nice um, floor molding. It was a wide, nice floor molding that Kent didn't want to have to redo. So they were very careful, and they got all that tile out with dam without damaging the molding. So... What a favor. And what, what did we do? We prayed blessings every day over that work and over the workers. There is power in the prayer of blessing. The other thing we can speak blessings over are things that are happening in our life. For example, we can speak blessings over our health. Maybe your body's not healthy, but you can speak blessings of health. We're going to talk about that a lot tonight. 
We can speak blessings over our marriage. I speak blessings over my marriage every day. We can speak blessings over our finances. We can speak blessings over our giftings, the talents, the treasures that God has put in you. We can speak blessings over our jobs, over our careers. We can speak blessings over our travels. In every one of those areas, I have seen the power of the blessing. One of them that I see a lot is over our travels. Whenever we travel, I speak blessings before we leave. Not just prayers. I just don't say, God, please make our trip safe or whatever. No, I call blessings down from heaven. And I see amazing results. People love to travel with Kent and I because things just flow so well. On-time departure, almost always, almost always. And when it's not, it's like, okay, God, you were protecting us. You know, when we went to Israel, we, our trip was delayed one day. I was glad it was delayed one day. I didn't want to be in the air that day. <laughs> it was really bad, 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 bad winds on the East Coast. But that's very rare because we see the best circumstances possible. We arrive before we're early, way early. Our, our suitcases, our luggage is the first thing off the, the, the luggage thing. Our kids, when they travel with us, they say, wow, mom. Everything goes so smooth when you travel. They even notice it. But we're speaking blessings over our travel. I'm going to take um, a, a different path today when I teach than I, than I usually do because I usually really stay focused on healing. But I'm going to take a little rabbit trail today because I think this is really powerful for many, many of us. I want to speak about blessing our children and our grandchildren. How many of you here are parents or grandparents? Okay, a lot of you. And if you're not, you can, you can take this and, and, and use it for your nephews, nieces, or even your, your, for yourself. So it's still applicable. This is such so close to my heart. One of the most important things in my life and in the lives of most mamas and daddies is their children. So it's just very, very meaningful. And I know as a mother the giftings in my children. I know as a mama what God has placed in each one. They're all different. They're all special in different ways. I know their potential. But I also know if they're not living up to their potential. I also know if those giftings aren't being used. Or there's, or my, I know if my children are so enmeshed in worldly stuff that there's a problem. I know that as a mom. So this is what I do with the blessing. In any area, in any area where you see your children not reaching their potential, in any area where you see your children with an issue, speak blessings into that very area. Pinpoint it. You can literally make a list of those things in your children's life. And instead of speaking the problem, because that's what we tend to do, Instead of speaking the problem, speak blessings into those very areas. It's powerful. I am going to share two testimonies. The first one is from this book. It is um, an excerpt from this book. And this testimony is about a, a young man named Stephen. He was a middle school student, and he was failing. His parents had had numerous conferences with his teachers. They punished him for failure. They'd encouraged him to change by offering rewards. They made sure he was in church every week. But in spite of all their sincere efforts, nothing was working for them. That's what most parents do. 
If your child's having issues in school, you call parent conferences, you sit down with your children, you have consequences for whatever the problem is, you give them rewards for what, for what you want them to do, right? Maybe you do a behavior plan or a goal chart or whatever. You, you pray for them, you do all that. But nothing was working. In desperation, they appealed to their pastor, who happened to be William T. Ligon. And their pastor taught them the biblical principles of the spoken blessing. They began laying hands on him daily and speaking success into every area where he had failed. That's the key. They started speaking success. They started speaking blessings into every area where he was failing. Stephen's attitudes began to change. He completed that school year with high scores, and then he moved into the next grade where he continued to succeed. It switched. Everything switched. Now, the reason I decided to teach this is because I have a testimony almost exactly like that one. Remember when I told you when I went to Florida how I had just tons of testimonies I came back with? I was gone. I spoke at one one small group, about as big as this, and there were testimonies after testimonies after testimonies that night. And this is one of them. Ket has it on um, audio. I got it on a voicemail, and we, we made it so that you can listen to it. But before we play it, this is the son of, of Natasha. Natasha is the Russian lady who has connected me with this group of people in Florida. Her son, um, the teachers were very sus- suspecting that he was ADD. ADD or ADHD. She has not had him tested. She didn't want him tested. She didn't want him labeled. But he had a lot of those behaviors. So he was not doing well in school. He had an issue with um, impulsivity. He had a bad temper. He wasn't able to focus. He had all of the, the things that teachers look at and say, this child, it looks like he has ADD and would probably benefit from medicine so he could be successful in school. So she called me and told me all this, and we set aside a time of ministry via FaceTime um, from Florida to Michigan, and I spent some time on the phone with her and just prayed into it, did all kinds of breaking off word curses, because guess what? That's what had been spoken over that little boy for a long time. When I'm saying word curses, I'm saying the problem they were speaking about the problem. They were speaking about all the stuff that he wasn't doing or that he wasn't doing well. So all of that, we, we, we really went, and we're going to do that tonight. But we broke that off, and we, we prayed for him. But then I told Natasha, I said, this is how I want you to pray. And I taught her the prayer of blessing, just like that other story. I said, in every area where Andre's having a problem, Pray a blessing over him in that very area. Lay hands on him. Do it every day. And he's only nine years old, and he's very open. So he he let his mom and dad do this. Every day they laid hands on him, and they spoke the blessings into very specific areas. So Kent's going to go ahead and play this testimony now. This happened within about a month after she started praying the blessing over him. Hi, Cindy. It's Natasha. Um... I just wanted to give you a little testimony about Andre. Um, I just have noticed a very big change in his behavior and just um, I was doing, you know, everything that we had talked about that you had explained to me about how I need to pray for him and 
Victor and I have been praying, you know, more specifically now about him. And I just wanted to give you a little testimony and tell you that he's just, I don't know, changed so much for the better. He is so calm. He's no longer irritable or doesn't blow up like he used to, you know, in the split of a second. And he just, he's doing so much better. And I, I'm just thankful to God and thankful to you for guiding me and how I need to pray for my son and how I need to bless him. So just very excited. And also, um, he had a test done at the chiropractic place where, where I take him. And the test showed that, you know, he's made such an improvement and they're so happy to see that it's, you know, it's helping. And I told them this is what I've also implemented aside from the chiropractic um, adjustments that he's getting. So they were really happy to see the results. I was able to see it on paper, and then I saw it in him. Anyways, this is my very long voicemail to you, and I just wanted to share that with you. And thank you so much, Cindy. God bless you. We'll see you on the conference Thursday. Praise him. Praise him. This little boy had a huge, I mean huge, I'm not done testifying yet. I've got more, more stuff. This little boy has had a complete change. On um, this, this text she sent to me shortly after that, they were driving to the chiropractor because that is one of the things she did choose to do. Now, it wasn't necessarily for alignment of back pain, but sometimes... Um, I don't understand how chiropractic can help ADD, but I've seen and heard that it can. So that's what she was doing for an alternative treatment, was taking him to the chiropractor on a consistent basis and speaking blessings over him. They were able to document the improvement through the chiropractic tests. And then this is a text that she sent me. She said, the other day we were driving in the car and Andre says to me, Mom, you know what? I have three armies on my side. Mom said, really? He said, yes. The first one is the chiropractic. The second one is Cindy. And the third one is God. <laughs> and I texted back and I said, let's just reverse the order. <laughs> but isn't that awesome? This little boy sees the power and the, the, the change. And then I just, I just texted her earlier today. Um, and I told her I was going to be sharing this tonight. And this is what she said. She said, um, mm, let's see. By the way, Andre got principal's honor roll, all A's and B's. Yay, 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 God. And then she said, the school ended, the, down there, school ended this past week. And the principal asked if I would give permission to have him tested for the gifted program. And then she, she gave me some, some um, test scores, and I used to be an LC, so I can read these things. He's in the 99th percentile. What a change. What a change. The power of the spoken blessing. Okay. Um, years ago, when I was first saved, I um, did a devotional, a really good devotional by Kenneth Copeland called In Pursuit of His Presence. And there was one day's devotional that probably changed a whole lot about my parenting. It had to do with raising your children. And Kenneth Copeland had two huge instructions that I've lived by 
for the last 15 years. Here's the first one. The first one is don't magnify your kids' sins. Don't magnify their sins. In Galatians 6, 1, the Bible says, Brethren, if any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, you who are spiritual, who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit, should set him right and restore and reinstate him without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness, keeping an attentive eye on yourself, lest you should be tempted also. So in the scripture, the, the, um, it says to restore, to reinstate. The word restore means uh, to put back together. We do that by speaking what isn't as though it were, speaking what does not exist as though it did, by speaking the blessing, by speaking the promise instead of the problem. And then by saying no to what's not good, by binding what the enemy's trying to do, and loosing the truth, loosing the word, revealing the lie, getting the lie out there, binding the lie, telling that lie, no, you have no right in my child's life. You might as well get out. I'm mama bear, <laughs> standing up big and strong for your children. And then loosing the promise or believing and, and speaking the promise over the child. So that's number one, don't magnify their sins. Number two, treat them with respect. Isaiah 54, 13, beautiful scripture for your children. It says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. And that word peace is shalom. All of your children, I, I take that for myself. All of my children are taught of the Lord. Great is the shalom, nothing missing, nothing unbroken, wholeness, healing, um, completeness, everything that shalom is, that's for my children. So that doesn't mean, this is Kenneth Copeland's words, that it says, um, when you declare that scripture, when you declare this, act in faith. Act like it's so. Treat your children like they're God's anointed, even when they act like the very devil. Now, those of you who have grown kids, you can probably relate to that. Now, that doesn't mean you don't correct it doesn't mean you ignore wrong conduct, but you do the correcting with respect and with love. If you desire and demand respect from your children, then demand respect from yourself for your children. A few years ago, God told me to love my children to life. I have one, we have three kids. Our oldest son is walking with the Lord very, very closely, he and his wife and his babes. My other two aren't. And God has told us, Cindy, just love them to life. Just love them to life. And I live by those, those two, two, um, pieces of in, two pieces that are on your paper. Not magnifying their sin and respecting them. So what I want to do now is I want to share what it looks like in my life to pray blessings over my children. What that looks like to speak the power of the blessing over my children. So I, I look at the big areas in their lives, and I just start blessing them. I, I do this when I walk. It gives me, you know, that's kind of my routine. So when I'm walking out there on my three-mile walk, I'm blessing my kids, and I'm praying for my kids. So one of the first things I speak a blessing over is their walk with God. I speak blessings. I say, Father, I thank you for blessing my children, wooing them unto you. 
I thank you for blessing my children with knowing you and wanting to know you more all the days of their lives. Now, I have two kids that really aren't there yet, but I still pour out this blessing on them consistently, speaking it over them all the time. I also speak it over Kent and I. Everything I speak over my children, I speak over myself and my husband too. The second thing I bless is our marriages. I'm married, of course. Our one son is married. We have two that aren't married. That doesn't matter. I speak blessings over their marriage. I say, Father God, bless my children with marriages that are rich and full of love and laughter and joy. Father God, bless my, my, our marriages, all of our marriages, with good communication, not just with our mouths, but with our hearts. Father God, bless our marriages with deep intimacy and love that gets stronger and stronger every year of our lives. God, bless our marriages with, with, with um, joy. Bless our marriages with getting to know each other better, even when we've been married for 39 years. Continue to bless our marriages. And I speak that specifically over each one of us, including Adam, who's not married, and Megan's, who's not married, and their spouses-to-be. So I speak blessings over marriages. Another area I speak blessings is over health. I speak blessings over their bodies, over their souls. I speak blessings of wholeness and health and peace. Another area I speak blessings is over the giftings that each of them carry. I say, Father, thank you for blessing them with those gifts. I know they're in there. I know they're treasures. They're so beautiful. And I ask God to bless them with, with multiplication. Bless them by developing them and refining them and pruning them if they need pruned. Bless them with releasing them out into the kingdom. Bless them with them able to use those gifts in a really godly way. They're not doing it yet. Not two of them. Two of them are musicians that are very much in the world. It doesn't look like they are. I'm still speaking blessings, blessings, blessings. Adam just opened his recording studio, and guess what I pray over that studio? Blessings. I call in the Christian artists. I call in the, the, the business. So speak blessings over those areas. You, I could sit there and tell you the problems. I could sit there and focus on it, but I won't do it. Instead, I pour on the blessings. I speak the blessings of God. So I speak blessings over all of those things for my children and grandchildren and wherever God leads you. But then the other thing that I do is I bind the work of the enemy. Now remember my friend, Natasha, who saw those specific areas in her son's life and she replaces them with blessings. So that's what I do with my children. I look at the areas that don't look so good. I bind those and then I loose. Because the Bible says we can bind and loose. The Bible says we can bind whatever is already bound in heaven. And we can loose whatever is already loosed in heaven. So here's some of the things that I bind and loose. I bind lies. I, I say, I bind lies from my kids. I declare that my children discern lies from the truth. And they choose truth. My children are discerners of truth. God bless them with knowing your truth. I speak blessings over, uh, well, first I bind. I bind, and I've told you this story already, so I won't tell it again. But I bind the spirit of fear. I bind the spirit of oppression, darkness, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. I bind all that. And I say, God, you didn't give that to my family, but you gave us power and love and a soundness of mind. And you know that I've been speaking that blessing for years and my daughter has been healed of the spirit of fear. My daughter has been healed of anxiety and depression. 
And I believe it was the power of the blessing. I did not lay hands on her and pray for her because she wouldn't let me. But I did speak blessings over her and I've seen her restored. Another thing that I speak blessings over is, um, at first I bind. I bind the spirit of addiction. I bind, and I say this about my children. I say, my children say no to drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, marijuana, pills, or any other addictive substances or behaviors. They say no. But, God, they're crazy addicted to you. They yearn for you. They hunger for you. They thirst for you. They thirst for your word. They thirst and hunger for the Holy Spirit and the, and the love of God. So I speak that over my children. Here's a little testimony. Our two married, well, Chad and his wife, made the decision to completely, completely not drink anything alcoholic. Now, neither one of them had an alcohol problem, but they realized it was an idol in their lives. They're very strong in their walk with God. They went through one of those 12-step programs, and they realized it was an idol in their life, and they don't drink at all. I never said anything to them about drinking, but I was praying this blessing over them. Our son Adam was a smoker. Not anymore. I never nagged him. I never said anything to him. I just spoke that blessing over him. He's no longer a smoker. There's power in the prayer of blessing. 1 Peter 3, verse 8 through 11. I love this. This is from the Message Bible. Summing up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be, be humble. That goes for all of you, no exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, bless. This is in the Bible. Instead, bless. You'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. So God's telling us the same thing that we read about in James. Instead of cursing, retaliation, and sharp-tongued sarcasm, don't do that. Instead, bless. You'll be a blessing and get a blessing. Whoever wants to embrace life and see the, lo- and see the day fill up with good, here's what you do. Say nothing evil or hurtful. Snub evil and cultivate good and run after peace for all your worth. Bless, don't curse. So I want to just briefly talk about the curses that maybe have been spoken the negative things maybe that have been spoken over you or that you've spoken over yourself. I've given you two questions to kind of help you to to pray into this and ask God if there are any negative things that have been spoken. So the two questions, the first one is, ask Father God if there are any word curses in general that have been spoken over you. So maybe it has something to do with you, um, in my case, Um, I was told from the time I was a little girl that I was shy. That was actually a word curse. The Bible says he has not given me a spirit of timidity. He hasn't given that to me. But my parents called that. And so I thought I was. And that's been something for me to step out of. Because if when I'm out of my comfort zone, I just assume be very, very, you know, be in the background when I'm not in my comfort zone. So that's something that I've had to break off. Maybe it's something you were told you were stupid or you're not smart or you're not good enough or, or you're a loser. What, is, what are those things that you've heard? Maybe you've spoken them over yourself. 
Those are word curses. So ask God, what has been spoken over me or what have I spoken over myself? The second area is about your physical health because this is a healing class. So what has been spoken over you? Now you may have a diagnosis that is very factual. Good news. It is subject to change. That diagnosis is subject to change. God's word always trumps it. So those words, even though they're factual, we can say, I break those words off. They have to bow to the name of Jesus. Every name must bow. Every tongue confess to the name of Jesus. Cancer, bow to the name of Jesus. We can tell it because Jesus became the curse for us to remove the curse from us, right? So we can tell even the factual diagnosis. We can even tell those that they have to go with the authority we have as believers. So that's one area, those diagnoses. Another area are things that um, um, maybe happen with, with age, age-related things. This is a big one for me. I am not buying age-related stuff. I refuse it. So, and the world does. So we can take a stand, and even if you have stuff going in your body, you don't have to accept it. You can take a stand and say, nope, I am not buying what the world says. When those stupid commercials come on the TV that says, you, everybody has this in their body and everybody, I say, oh, not me. I speak right back to that television. I say, not me, in the name of Jesus. And I break that off of me. I'm not going to receive that. So those age-related things we can say no to. Another area is if you're having weaknesses in your body. Wherever that weakness is and you're not feeling strong, well, tell it to go. Say, I bind that. I break that off. I am not receiving it. And maybe you have received it unknowingly. Maybe you've said, my back's really weak. Maybe you've said, my, my legs are weak. You know, I used to be able to squat down and get up and they're just not strong. I, my legs. Maybe you've spoken that over yourself. That's okay. You can reverse it. Reverse it and say, no, I'm strong. Even if you don't feel strong, you can speak it. There's power in the blessing. There's power speaking those things that don't exist as though they did. There's great power in that. Another area is genetic related. This is a big one. You go to the doctor and they take your history. That's the first thing they do. And many of us have seen something in our family line, right? Well, again, we've been redeemed, ED, past tense. We've been redeemed. So you can break that off and say, no, I am not receiving that word curse over me. There are things that run in my family, in Cindy's family. I am saying no to them. I have sat down with my sister and I have broken off family curses that have followed the generations of women in my family. And I say, Mayan, her name's Mayan. Mayan, we're going to pray. Let's break this off. And I already had, but I wanted to do it with my sister. And then speak blessings into that very area. And that's one of the things I pray over me every day because I know that I know what's happened with my mom and my grandma. So I speak those blessings over that area in me. I'm not even going to speak it right now. I don't want to put it out there. But I speak blessing over that area in my body every day. So those are some of the areas. But what is it in your life? Maybe it's over your children. Maybe it's something that's going on in their body. Like with my daughter, it was depression and, and anxiety. 
with your children, maybe it's an allergy. Megan also had allergies. She had gluten allergy and all sorts of allergies. So I spoke blessings over that area. Whatever it is, you can do it in your own body. You can do it in your children's body. So I put a sample prayer in here for you to break off word curses. I am going to do it right now. I'm going to give you an example, and I'm going to fill in the blank with one of the things that I pray for myself every day. So I'm just going to give you an example, and you can put anything you want in there and pray this. Lord, I break any word curses that I have spoken or that have been spoken against me. I fall out of agreement with the word curse that my body is going to do things when it gets older, like be weaker or have issues in my joints or in my body. I, I refuse aging in Jesus' name. I cancel all demonic assignments and bondage. And I take back all ground and authority that those words gave to the enemy. Instead, I come into agreement with you, God. And now I'm just going to speak out what God says. God, you say that my youth is renewed like the eagles. God, you say that I am victorious through you. You say that I'm an overcomer, that I don't have to live the way that the world lives, but I overcome. Father God, you say that I'm strong in you and in the power of your might. You say in your word that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm whole, I'm healed. Jesus, you paid the price for me to live in wholeness. That's what I choose. And then the last line says, I am, I am who you say I am, God. And I have what you say I have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So what we're doing when we break off curses And then when we speak blessings, what we're actually doing is we're choosing to no longer agree with the enemy's purpose. We're falling out of agreement, out of partnership with the enemy's purpose and the enemy's plan. And we're coming into agreement with God and his word and his plan. It's very powerful. So there's a one-liner on your sheet that says, pray healing blessings. It's really quite simple. Anything in your body, get specific. Anything in your body that has a need, you speak blessings over. Maybe it's your heart. I'm just going to pray for you, Kim, because I know your heart is something. She's got a heart that races sometimes and has AFib or whatever. You know, they're, they're checking her for and she's had to wear a heart monitor. So I speak blessings over your heart, Kim. I declare the blessings of God over this heart, that your heart is steadfast, that your heart beats perfectly, that your heart doesn't beat too fast or too slow. I speak blessings that your heart is in perfect condition. I speak blessings that your heart is is renewed in its youth and that every part of your heart, the veins, the arteries, every lobe of your heart is strong and completely whole and healthy. Thank you, God, for blessing Kim's heart in Jesus' name. So we just speak blessings over very specific areas. I'm going to speak blessings over knees right now. I do this over me sometimes. My knees are really good right now. Sometimes I've had some issues with my knees, so I learned to speak blessings over them. I don't want 
to have a problem with them. So I speak blessings. So I speak blessings over knees right now. If you want this, just lay hands on your knees and receive it. I speak blessings over knees right now. God bless our knees with health and youth. Bless our knees, Father God, with good cartilage building up so that there's no bone on bone. Bless our knees, Father God, with the ability to have um, good mobile, good um, uh, what is it when you range of motion? Good range of motion. Thank you, God, that our knees bend, that they hold our weight. Thank you that our knees are healthy. Bless our knees, Father God, with wholeness and with health and with strength. Bless our knees our whole life long, that our knees are strong and, and, and we can walk and enjoy our knees and the gift of walking all the days of our life. And I'm going to speak blessings over your legs right now, Nathan. I speak blessings over your legs, Nathan. I speak a blessing of strength in these legs. I speak a blessing of strength in your muscles. I speak a blessing of strength in your bones. I speak a blessing of healing released in your body. From just going, just flowing down your legs, through your legs, the power of God. I speak a blessing of restored health. I speak a blessing over these legs. Thank you, God, for blessing Nathan's legs with healing and health. Healing and health. I speak a blessing of healing and health over your legs, Nathan. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So whatever is that area that, that you know in your body isn't so strong, Speak blessings over it. So I want to close now with the priestly blessing. This is the blessing that Pastor Tim has prayed over us, meeting after meeting after meeting. There's a handout that Barb gave to me last time we were together. It looks like this, and it's on that table over there. It is a treasure. It has the scripture from Numbers, the priestly blessing, and then it it teaches what all of those phrases mean. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to pray the priestly blessing over you, and then I'm going to let you just receive as I bless you with what all those words mean, because we've all heard this blessing a lot of times, and sometimes we don't really get the full depth of what it means. So first I'm just going to read it as is, and then I'm going to pray it over you. The priestly blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Wow. I want you to just close your eyes now, and I'm just going to bless you right now with the amplification of this beautiful scripture. The first line says, the Lord bless you. May the Lord kneel before you, making himself available to you as your heavenly father, so he can bestow upon you his promises, his gifts, his acceptance, his approval, and his pleasure in you. 
May the Lord keep you. That word keep means to guard you with a hedge of thorny protection that will prevent Satan and all the enemies from harming you. May God protect your body, your soul, your mind, and your spirit. May God protect your loved ones and all your possessions. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May, his, may the Lord illuminate the wholeness of his being towards you, continually building you up so that you will fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose. May he be gracious to you. May the Lord provide you with perfect love and fellowship and give you sustenance and friendship. May the fullness of his grace be upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you May he lift up and carry his fullness of being towards you, bringing everything he has to your aid, supporting you with his divine embrace and his entire being. And may the Lord give you peace, shalom. May the Lord set in place everything you need to be whole and complete so you can walk in victory moment by moment, by the power of the Holy Spirit. May he give you supernatural health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfection, fullness, rest, and harmony. In Jesus' holy name, say, I receive it. Amen. Let it be done to me according to that word. Amen. Amen.